right, it's Blair and Barker. Getting you set for game one of the World Series. Tonight from Minute Maid Park in Houston. Charlie Morton on the mound for the Atlanta Braves and Fromber Valdez for the Houston Astros. Who, who do you think has a better chance of making adjustments? The lineup mm-hmm. against Valdez, the second time or third time through, or the lineup against the Astros against Morton? Probably the Astros. That's why, for me, I would take the Astros over the Braves just because of that reason right there. Those are the two guys. The, the first guy of every series is going to get more time seen yeah. by the other team the longer that thing goes. Because it's not one team's not going to win four games in a row. So that's not going to happen for me. So it's who can make the adjustments quicker, better, easier, have a better chance of having better quality of bats against that other guy's number one. Uh, a reminder, by the way, that uh, the Blue Jays have put tickets on sale for the 2022 season. There's a variety of ticket packs uh, and uh, some of them offering savings of up to 20%. A lot of flexibility in this package. You can go to bluejays.com slash ticket packs. And um, the same time the Blue Jays are announcing home game times for 2022. Group tickets, single game suites, single game tickets will go on sale on November 9th at bluejays.com slash tickets. But if you want to take a look at the ticket packs, check them out. There's lots of options. And uh, you can go to bluejays.com slash ticket packs. All right, Barker and I have both made our pronouncement on the outcome of the World Series. I wish we could have been more original and come up with somebody else. but. That's where we are. Both picking the Astros because we think they're a better team, better lineup. I think they're a better lineup. I think we think they're a better lineup. And because we both want Dusty Baker to win. So yep. there you go. But I'll be okay if the Braves win too. I'm okay. Yeah, I got no th- – this is uh, – there's no team I don't uh, – neither of these teams are teams I dislike. I dislike the Cubs. I dislike the Dodgers. Mm. I'm never cheering for the. I don't. It doesn't matter who the Cubs would be playing. I. I would not. I would not be cheering for them. Same thing with the Dodgers. Those are really the only two teams. Yeah, my, I. I. I don't. I don't really like. My heart in says the Braves. I grew up watching them. My brain says the Astros. I've grown up. I'm picking the brain. Four one six. 870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590, 590-590 is the text line. Jason in Vancouver, you're on with Blair and Barker. Who you got, Jason? I want to congratulate you on your new format. It's safe, I think, for all us baseball fans, having this year-round show is such a blessing. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, for me, I'm taking the Astros, even though my heart says I want the Braves to win. Huh. I just think when you look at the the inconsistencies of both teams kind of starting pitching, not having been super stellar, the bullpens have been hit and miss at times. I just think it's going to come down to that Astros lineup. And like you guys have talked about all year, the balance, the experience, the playoff experience that that lineup has. I think is going to be really, really key for them. And just, again, like you've talked about before, with some of the manager's decisions that we've kind of gone back and forth on, I think that's just one area where Dusty doesn't have to worry about 
making a major change. Maybe the other one's love and flipping maybe Tucker from seventh to sixth in the batting order. Yeah. It, uh, thanks for the call, Jason. We appreciate it. That's, mm-hmm. you know, you're right. I mean, Dusty's Dusty's lineup is pretty much set. Uh, he does, as you say, he does flip around uh, Guriel and, and Tucker. Uh, but yeah, it's, if you're Dusty, it's why I say I, I, I think we may see, and this is nothing to do with the manager's ages, but I think we may see a little more, I don't want to say old school. We may see, we may see pitchers handled a little more the way we normally saw them handled. And Andy McCullough of the Athletic had an interesting, uh, an interesting column up in their site, wondering whether or not the what we saw with the Dodgers, less so with the Red Sox, Kevin, but wondering if what we saw with the Dodgers this year and with Max Scherzer essentially not being available for for for, for Game Six of the NLCS, if maybe <clears throat> maybe that won't at least make managers yeah. think twice about getting too creative. See, I think it's more Julio Arias than Max Scherzer. Yeah, see, I, I think th- the Julio Arias thing is scary. Yeah. Well, we're going to see that in game four. We're, we're, we're not going to see that in the first three games because they have three legitimate starters that they feel confident in running out there. Both teams do. But game four, they don't. You may, you may see an opener. You may you may see Zach Greinke come in after an opener. You may see him start and pitch two innings. So you're going to see that part of that kind of game in, in game four of that. But, look, I, I, I think you got to use a little bit of both. I think you got to go for your Dusty Baker on things that you did bad in the past. I, I have no idea what's going on between his ears. I don't know what he's thinking, how he's thinking about how he's going to use certain guys. But if Valdez tonight doesn't have a good start, gloves are off. Like it, it really is. Like it, it, I think the Braves, for me, have better options when it comes to if Charlie Morton has a hiccup because of the way they can use their bullpen because they have the options that they have out of their bullpen, the stuff that they have out of their bullpen. Brian Snicker's got some more options. It's a little easier for him to go to guys sooner. Dusty Baker doesn't. And that's why Valdez, for me, has to go and has to give him some quality, not length. That length thing is over. It's about quality. He has to be quality tonight, and that'll be an interesting little thing to see, too, how Dusty handles that. And, you know, if if, if he's got first and second and they're down two runs, what's Dusty going to do? Who are you going to? What are you going mm. to go to? Do you give him a little longer leash this game one? And, and be, you have that much faith in your lineup and the experience of your team that if you fall behind a game, because you know you got National League rules coming up game three through five, it's going to be a problem for you because okay. of your defense and who you're going to have to leave out of your lineup. Yeah, What's Dusty going to do with that? Yeah, the uh, the Astros are favored in this series, no surprise. And that doesn't necessarily... Uh, means nothing. Means nothing to the Braves. They nope. they were underdogs in those other two series yep. as well. But most of the uh, most of the betting lines are uh, favor the favor the Astros, and I think a lot of that is is just simply the uh, I, I think the respect for that for that lineup, organization too. What Alex has done, the pitching that they have, the big three lefties that they have coming out of the pen, uh, Snicker. You know, I think he has easier options mm-hmm. because all three of the lefties can pitch the righties. They don't have to worry about that three batter rule thing. I got bazillion. I got a, three guys down there that throw a bazillion miles an hour who just so happens they're left-handed. I don't really care. I'm going to bring a guy in the ninth inning. I'm bringing a guy in the eighth inning. I'm bringing a guy in the seventh inning. So it's going to happen. 
is a text line. Mr. Mark Boffo, he puts on the the headphones. Jump in and tell us what the the textures are are saying here. All right, so this one comes in from Greg in Toronto. He says, Atlanta's fundamentally sound. I think it'll make it very difficult for the Magnificent Seven. Take the Braves in six. Hmm. I like that. I like that too. You can't argue that they, they both of these teams aren't going to give extra outs when it comes to on the defensive side. This is my point: is the first two games in Houston because of the American League rules might be more important for the Astros than it will be for the Braves because they have to go to the National League rules and defense in the outfield could be an issue. Route running, how much ground they can cover, all those things will come into play. In in that in those three games, but yeah, you could argue that. That's that's why I don't think it's a slam dunk that the, the Astros are going to win this because of that. What that texter just texted well, but, in. I mean, then this is. I mean, now I'm gonna now I'm I'm gonna go off on a rant. I I, I cannot believe. I I cannot believe that Major League Baseball didn't take the opportunity presented by the pandemic last year and keep the DH in both leagues. I, I I I just can't. Now, I understand it has to be collectively bargained. I I get all that, but here we are, going into a World Series, and we are once again going to fundamentally penalize the team from the American League because they are going to have to have their pitchers hit. In three of seven games. It it makes it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I would I don't there has never been, I would imagine, a National League manager who if you gave him you don't think if you said to Brian Snitker, here's the thing, Snit, we're gonna we're gonna play the DH in the National League Park in the American League Park. You don't think he'd go, Hell yeah. Absolutely. You mean I get I get an extra bat? And I don't have to worry about chuckles about Charlie Morton getting whacked in the hand or Max Hell yeah. But on the flip side of that, too, it makes it easier for your pitcher to take have a little break. Back into lineups, pitcher coming up. It's one, Ke- but it's one, it's one. I, see, I don't buy that argument, Kevin. It's one guy. Well, I It's hit, one I've guy. Hit, I've hit eighth in a lineup in the National League. I know how you get pitched to in that. I know how hard it is to have a quality at bat in front of a pitcher. Oh, it's two guys. It's, it's, so right. it's two at bats off right. that you're a pitcher right. has. And now you're working through, you know, most lineups don't have magnificent sevens. They have like three good ones. Just so happens the Astros have seven of them, but they don't have the back end of that. Now they'll have a bad hitting catcher and a pitcher who shouldn't be carrying a bat ever. So now you have two guys off. That's probably why you're seeing Ian Anderson in National League rules because he's had trouble throwing strike one. He's had trouble commanding a changeup. He's had trouble not elevating fastballs early in counts. He's had trouble giving up hard contact. That's why you have him there because it gives him a little break. Maybe you go deeper in a game. I'm with you a little, but I think on the flip side of that, if you're a National League manager going, yeah, I get what you're saying. But also, my quality of pitcher, because I get he gets that little break, doesn't have to be as good now. So there's two arguments to both sides, I'm thinking. How's that? I think I just busted a hole right in that. No. Yeah. Because I've hit eighth. It's impossible. I, I just, it's 
one of the hardest positions to hit as an everyday player in the lineup. It you have no plan. Okay, at but that, all but that okay, going but, to the plate but my, at all zero. You don't know if they're pitching around you. You don't know what you're getting. You got an educated guess most of the time. I get educated guess. Windows, what kind of pitch you're getting, the velocity of that pitch, all the things that go into trying to make you a good hitter, at least giving you a chance to be a good hitter. When that pitcher's sitting behind you, you've got no clue. Zero. And that's impossible for a good hitter to pride that prides themselves. I know this this touched me a little when you said that because I've tried right, it and it made me mad. Because I, you know, that's I, my I, point. I, I if was, the DH was there, you wouldn't have to worry about but it. But on the flip side of that, if you're if you're a National League manager and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm with you, but would you rather have the good, the decent pitcher that can go a little deeper because he's got a couple of batters off? That's the point. Is it's hard to hit in the eighth hole? It really is. It takes a special guy. Special. Frustrating. Feel sorry for me? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Uh, well, it's hard. It's it's not. It, 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 besides pinch hitting, it's just a. Stupid, it's impossible. It, it is. I agree with that. It I, is a. It is the singularly stupidest thing baseball does, and baseball does a lot of things that are. Mm, Not having the DH in both leagues is literally something. The only people who can complain about it are 89-year-old National League fans who remember what it was like back in the day. I mean, I'm 61. I grew up watching National League baseball as well, and I, I covered it, and I couldn't wait to get rid of it. I loved coming to American League baseball so I could cover the DH. I didn't want to see pitchers hit. Pitchers can't hit. Nothing good happens. You should, there should be some sort of shock collar on a pitcher so that anytime they'll go, they go anywhere near the bat rack, they, they like get shocked. There should be a shock collar on or, or like a, a fence you put, you know, the thing with dogs so that anytime a pitcher goes near a bat rack, I'm serious. Hmm. It's just, it, it's so ludicrous. Yeah, it's about two minutes and 15 seconds that you'll never, never get back in your life watching a Urquidy walk to the plate and try and make contact oh, and, at, at 97. And the worst I'm thing about it is, is the pitchers don't realize they suck. I mean, you look at the American League guys before an interleague game. You look at American League pitchers. They're lining up to take extra batting practice. You all stink. You don't want to be holding a bat. I, it just... It really makes no sense that in your signature event, yeah, in your signature event, you are purposely mm. penalizing one of the teams for the possibly the majority. Of the I'm game. with you on Just that because the Braves are are not they're going to the American yeah. League. They're getting an extra hitter in there, and they get their their pitcher to take a break. That's a plus. Go to National League rules. Go to right. Billy and Markham. Billy, I'm sorry I went on. I I went, I've, I always have one good anti DH rant in me every month. They're anti pitchers hitting rant in me every month. So I apologize. Just happened to pick the day that you called. You don't. You you must hate pitchers hitting, don't you? Uh Jeff, you're going to be surprised. Listen, n- number one, I, I'm an old school guy, and it's old school for me all the way. Ugh. I still, Jeff, I still want to see them have. Uh, Two fifteen team leagues and just the first place teams make it to the make it to the World Series. 
Then you got the two best teams in baseball. The Dodgers oh, would be there for sure. God. Listen, listen, I, I, I'll, I'll make it as simple as I can. And, and again, I'm going to go a little old school on you here. But I, I, and, and I'm going to bring the Toronto Maple Leafs into this. Oh, Jesus. Do, no, no, no Leaf talk. No, no, no. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Will not hear it. No Leaf talk. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I, okay. Jeff, what, I, what I, I love the fact is that we have two older managers in there. I love this. I want to see these guys shake up this game of baseball. I cannot understand baseball the way it's going with these young J- GMs. Where's A.J. Preller, the next superstar in the game? Well, yes. Where's, where, where are all these guys? You've got to stay old school. The old school guys have forgotten more than these younger guys and these analytic guys will ever know. I want to see pitchers going. I want to see guys trying to go six seven, eight innings. If I need a good bullpen, that means I haven't got good starters. I I mean, look, just play the game. It's always going to go back to the old way of doing it. I don't care what's going on now. You're going to have a team next year or the year after who's going to destroy this shift. I'm I'm waiting for it to happen. I always said when they had this shift, I said somebody's going to hit 400 in this league. Because you're going to have a smart guy that, 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 that maybe he is a dead pole hitter, but during spring training, they teach these guys, look, later in the year, we're going to need base hits down the third baseline when there's four guys, four guys on the right side of the infield. Look, look, this game is going to go back the old-fashioned way. It All right. has to. Who you got? To. Who, who you got in well, the series? Jeff, Jeff, at the beginning of the year, I put two bills on the Atlanta Braves to win the whole thing. There you go. At 15, at, listen, at 15 to 1. Doesn't matter. Any good gambler will tell you you hedged out. So now I've bet Houston in this series. I'm going to take half the money. It's the proper way to do it. Yes. Who wins it? Who wins it? Uh, I like both teams. Listen, I don't really care who wins it. I just want to see, Jeff, my purpose of this whole call was I want to see starters going longer. And I just want to see old-fashioned baseball. Get rid of these young guys and this analytics. It's killing the game, Jeff. That's all I got. Thanks, Billy. And I'm sure Billy and Markham will, uh, there are people who will share his opinion. I do wonder, as I look around, oh, baseball, I mean, there are teams, there are teams where I kind of wouldn't mind having a Dusty Baker-type dude run the team. I guess. You, you, but you're on the flip side of that. You're telling me when, when Ian Anderson looked like he was awful that Brian Snicker didn't look over at somebody and say, hey, what's the spin rate on his changeup? What's the break on his breaking ball look like? Can you tell me what that is? And somebody told him what it is, and they, and they were sitting over there going, ah, that doesn't look real good. So I'm, I'm assuming that I think you got to give credit where credit's due. These two guys have, I think, the two best teams in baseball right now are playing against each other. At this day, right now, uh, this, the two best teams are yeah, playing. Nobody fluked into this. Absolutely thing. not. So I think you got to give the players a lot of credit. And you just right now don't want the managers to sort of get involved in all of that. You you obviously need the manager to step up and make the right move at the right time. But there has to be a little bit of that and a lot of that where sort of stay out of it. The players mm-hmm. got us here. We have really good players. Let's go, go out there and see if they can get it done. Let's wrap it up with a perusal through the text line. Mr. Boffo. All right. So Jeff and Kobaconk says Braves in six starters make the difference and the Astros pitching with Dusty scares me. And then he also says, just to call back to yesterday's show, 
He says, what's up with Cito Gaston, first manager to win the World Series outside of the USA? How is he not in the Hall of Fame? Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I made my case yesterday that he, that he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, first African-American manager to win a World Series. And I, and I think that... I, I think that still counts. I mean, I think that's—I don't think there's anything wrong with with uh, celebrating significant achievements. Absolutely not. And that was a significant achievement. Yes, sir. And winning back-to-back World Series it make, makes it even makes it even more significant. Um, you know, I had a couple of people reach out to me and say, after hearing Cito, why is why did Cito not not manage again? And, of course, he did come back and manage the Blue Jays, but I think people wanted to know why didn't he go on and get another job. And I mentioned this yesterday, quite frankly, and this is, you know, this is, this is one of baseball's original sins. Uh, Cito just got tired of being brought in for an interview and not thinking that he was necessarily given the shot and thinking the only reason he was brought in was so that the team could go to the commissioner's office and say, well, we interviewed two Latino guys, we interviewed three African-American guys, we're picking this guy. And, I, I mean, I can't put it any other way. Cito will tell you. He just got, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. I'll go golf. I got my two World Series rings here. I'll go yep. golf. And um, I, I, I still think that, 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 to me, is just inexcusable. Um, and and I, I really wonder if maybe what we aren't seeing now is a little tilt back. Mm. Back in the other, back in the other direction, where older guys are going to uh, are going are going to get yeah. a shot. It has to it has to be the right. It has to be the right. And I'm using air quotes. It has to be the right older guy. You have to be able to communicate. Um, and and you know the thing with Dusty is we always talk about people being old souls and all. Dusty's Dusty's kind of a young. What did he call himself? We said in an interview the other day. The other day yeah, I'm 72, but I'm a cool 72. Yeah, he is. Cool. And that's. There, there are there are ways of dealing with people that stand the test of time. Stuff that Dusty did ten years ago, twelve years ago, fifteen years ago, stuff he learned forty years ago, still applies to this day when it comes to dealing with professional mm-hmm. athletes. It, I, it really does. I used to try and get him to give me one of those uh, those wristbands that he has with his, his picture on. Yeah, he wouldn't. I tried. I, I I used to try so hard to get to. Hey, give, give me one of those. Sign it. He's. Do you know? By the way. Uh, I don't know if you saw. I thought this was really. He. I don't know if you guys caught the interview that he did with MLB Network after the game, uh, where they they spun off into a story about oxtail and oxtail soup. But they're just showing a replay right now. The end of the game, the end of the the Astros game. They've clinched. Everybody's celebrating, and Dusty's writing something down. And they asked Dusty, "What are you writing down?" He said, "Well, I score the game. I score every game, and I wanted to make sure I got the last out down." down to seven, that it was the last out. And he said, I got all these, got all my score sheets. I keep all of them. Uh, some of them I sign, and I give them to guys if they've had a particularly good game. And uh, I, that, that's Dusty. And it's something I, I remember uh, Larry Walker telling me one time that Tony La Russa did the same thing. Tony La Russa would, if a guy had a particularly good game, he'd give him the lineup card from that game, date it, put what he did, sign it. It's just, it's, it's, things like that. Things like that mean something. Yeah, you see him. Take the, he took a stiff jab to the to the chin too. You saw that scene. I think Centron punched him in the face when he went to hug him. That's kind of funny too. He said he can take a punch. At least he didn't have. Uh, at least he didn't have his toothpick in. Now I thought Dusty had gone away from. Somebody told me I got bad data. Somebody told me Dusty had gone away from the toothpick, but he brought it back. 
You didn't wear the mask. Oh, maybe that's what it was. You can't. Don't let it beat you, Jeff. I mean, you could put a hole in I, I keep telling Absolutely you a story. Not. I saw a guy walking down the street smoking a heater with a hole in his that's face mask. Pointless. Let a little hole in the face don't, mask. The guy's smoking a heater. Don't be starting that. That's I'm point, serious. That's pointless. I'm saying that. That's It, it can be done. Uh, Dale Murphy is a five-time gold glover, two-time National League MVP, seven-time All-Star. Speaking of guys who should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we just call him Atlanta Braves legend right now. Dale Murphy joins us next. You're not going to want to miss this. One of my favorites. It'll be a great interview. You're listening to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Sorry, I was just continuing my DH rant. Barker here. Huh. I mean... Maybe the new CBA will address it. Let's hope so. Boy, I hurt my hand with that last slam. Uh, It is Blair and Barker. It is the stretch drive. Game one of the World Series goes tonight at 8 o'clock be the Atlanta Braves in Houston to take on the Houston Astros, Charlie Morton against Fromber Valdez. Eight o'clock will be first pitch on uh one forty it'll be over. One forty. I'll be texting Blair. Yeah. Do you see that? One forty. <laughs> Did you see? I can't believe Dusty left a starter in that long. That? At one forty, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be in the fourteenth inning. No, we won't be in one one forty in the morning. We might be in the eighth inning. There you go. No, I see. I've got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. These games. Now I understand that a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, with with TV commercials and all that. Um, I got a feeling these games might be a little a little faster than you think. So, I just, still going to be some strikeouts. I think there might be. Well, a brave strikeout. A ton. And the, and the Astros don't. Yeah. Uh, Dale Murphy is a two-time National League game. I don't even have to introduce. I just say the name Dale Murphy. Uh, we can call yeah. him Atlanta Braves legend. But for, for the record, two-times National League MVP, seven-time All-Star, five-time wow. Gold Glove winner. Um, should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Uh, Dale Murphy joining us on Blair and Barker. Dale, thanks so much for joining Kevin and myself today. Uh, we trust you're keeping well. It, um, I, I'm supposed to ask you... Now, the restaurant must be doing a great business right now because you got a restaurant right across the street, right, from Truist? Yep, yep. A 10-minute walk uh, across, uh, yeah, those familiar with it, across, uh, there's a pedestrian bridge across 285, and we're right there. And, yeah, we're having a, we're having a fun postseason, and uh, I hope it goes seven games <laughs> with the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, uh, you've got a vested interest in this, my friend. Um, hey, yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. What, what's the feeling like in Atlanta around this Braves team? I mean, I'm old enough to remember covering the Braves teams of Smoltz, Glavin, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. And I always figured that team probably should have had three, three more World Series at least than it did. Um, the Braves have had some good teams, haven't been able to get over the hump. What's, what's the feeling there right now? Well, it's uh, it's man. I I would have to just say it's a little different in that expectation just wasn't there. You know, halfway through the season, so now it's the 
the reaction's been off the charts, really. It's just been uh, incredible. Um, the energy, uh, you know, partly the new ballpark, but the energy around the ballpark and things with the, uh, the battery, uh, which is a whole mixed-use development with apartments and restaurants and big public viewing areas with huge TVs. So there's it's it's different in that sense. I mean, there's a lot of energy around the ballpark in the city. The same thing in that, you know, there were some, it's so funny after playing in the eighties, especially the 80, 80, late 80s, we, you know, we had a couple good years, early eighties, uh, but the late eighties were rough. And then they went on that 14 straight uh, division championship or getting to the playoff streak. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it kind of became expected for them to, just go to the world series. And I always thought that was kind of funny after, hmm. you know, playing there in the eighties, but uh, you know, this was unexpected to a certain extent, obviously with the injuries and uh, being in the Eastern division, being 500 for so long. And then, uh, you know, not, not being over a hundred wins, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and being the underdogs everywhere they play. So the energy is really different. And, and really excited. Really, I, they're they're going crazy. Okay, I gotta ask. I, you're the perfect guy to ask this. Whenever you were super hot and you had a couple of days off between games, like Eddie Rosario, is is there anything that he could do in the cage? Anything to try and keep himself in the flow? To where you know when he shows up again, it's getting the foot down and getting the singing. Is there anything he can do to to, to keep him right? I guess. It's it's tough. That's uh, that's why it, well it's we, we'll find out. Yeah. You know, it you can't really tell till he gets back in 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 there and see, sees what happened. In fact, uh, if, I I don't know if the lineups have been announced. Uh, I know Snitker said he hadn't decided uh, whether it was going to be Solaire or uh, Rosario, and uh, but he said there's a good chance it's going to be Rosario, which I. Certainly understand 14 hits, uh, most valuable player of the series. But, yeah, when you're going good, you don't want days off. There's no question about that. So we'll have to see. There's nothing you can do to replicate, you know, what you're going to see tonight. Um, I believe – you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I think a left-hander's going tonight, right, for yep. the Astros? Is he a left-hander? Yep, yeah, Valdez. Yeah. So, you know, there's – I, you just we don't know, but there's no question in baseball. Uh, you're you know it's a rhythm. You're feeling good. You're confident, and uh, you know a good example of, of of that that people sometimes don't understand that you just can't turn it on and off every night is Freddie. The first two games against the Dodgers, uh, Freddie Freeman goes 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts. I mean, it's a weird game sometimes, and we're we're closer we're closer to that edge than people think sometimes it can, it can uh, just flip on you. Uh, But uh, you know, that remains to be seen. I think obviously it's, it's going to be a little bit of uh, a challenge playing these Astros, you know, start at home with home field advantage and this club. uh, I I think you guys mentioned it earlier. They score runs. They don't strike out a lot. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge for him. I was going to ask you, what, what do you think the challenge is for the, the Atlanta Braves lineup with that short porch in left field, the Crawford box? 
in Minute Maid. Is there any, you know, when, when you go in there, you you try and maybe hit to that little, oh, look over there. It's not too far away. Maybe I try and swing at certain pitches. You think there's going to be any of that? Yeah, it's hard to, it's like, I imagine I never played in Boston, uh, no interleague play, but I, it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's just right there. It's, you know, it, you, you, you just feel like you hit a fly ball to left. Well, if, you, if you're thinking about hitting fly balls to left, uh, most hitters, some hitters are just straight pull hitters, but most hitters, you know, you tend to pull off a little bit. So um, I also don't think they played during the season, which, uh, which is, is, is good. I like that, the fact that they haven't seen each other. Uh, but, yeah, it's an adjustment. So you'll probably go out. Well, obviously, they worked out yesterday. You know, uh, get used to it. Uh, it's probably not going to be there too much just because of the veteran nature of most of the guys. Uh, but it is in the back of your mind, and that's something you've got to block out. Because, yeah, because of a, me in particular and most guys, if, if you're, you know, if you want to hit, stay on the ball and keep your shoulder and your hips and everything on the ball – you can't think about hitting it to left. Uh, Freddie Freeman is going to be really comfortable there just because he, he likes to hit the ball the other way, and, and that'll be a good thing for him to aim for. Yeah, Dale, one of the players that, that I, I will admit that because we're in Toronto, we focus a great deal, obviously, on, on the American League. Now, we saw the Braves a little bit during interleague play this year, but the guy that really that I find my eye drawn to all the time when I watch the, the Braves is 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 Austin Riley? What what created Austin Riley? I guess is is what I'll ask you because you watch him defensively now. He just seems he's he's more comfortable defensively. Uh, the hitting speaks for itself. It's almost like, and maybe this happened and you guys saw it more than we did because it was right in front of you. But it's almost like I'm looking at a different guy now than I was looking at before when you know the the Jays were playing them in interleague play. Well. Uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be the first to say, and I, I, there's probably a long line of didn't expect to see this happen this fast. I've loved Austin Riley ever since I saw him in in uh, I'm trying to think where it was. I guess it was a ball. Maybe I saw him a little bit in a ball and double A. I'm like, man, this this kid's you know got the potential. He's hitting balls over the scoreboard, and then last year, you know, he strikes out a lot, uh, and so. I mean, I saw the potential, but to happen this quick, uh, you could uh, you got to credit the coaches, but you got to credit Austin Riley because you don't, you just don't know. Very few people grow up. Uh, I mean, learn that fast, <laughs> turn things around like that. Go from I, I don't know how many times he struck out last year, but it was a concern. It was even in in the, today's day and age, uh, it was uh, you know uh, a really high rate and uh, played good at third, and this year he's playing great at third, and he's an MVP. He's in the talk for, you know, MVP. Uh, Austin Riley just learned really, really fast. That's all I can, that's all I can say. That's all I can think of. Uh, you just don't expect it. But uh, I will say uh, that there, you know, I've talked to people with the Braves, and, and I talked to one in particular. He said, hey, I got to admit, I didn't see it coming either. And right. but I do know, um, in talking to Chipper, and Chipper's worked, you know, uh, with the Braves for a few years. Um, he he told me that uh, uh, Austin 
listens really, really closely when Chipper talks. And not that everybody doesn't listen to Chipper, but the, what he's, he's, he's basically saying, this guy's a little different when I talk to him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just a little bit hungrier, maybe a better listener, maybe still really, really coachable. So credit Austin Riley with his turnaround. But, yeah, I, I for one, didn't see it coming. We, we know what the, the big three lefties out of the bullpen for the Braves can do. Luke Jackson, NLCS, he had a bad one. He wasn't very good, couldn't throw strikes, was giving up some hard contact. How much confidence do you think Brian Snicker will have in him to go to him in big spots? Well, uh, knowing Brian Snicker, he's probably not going to shy away from, from getting Luke back in there. Yeah, uh, Luke, Luke, Luke had some tough games. The, the, the home run against Bellinger uh, still mystifies me. I, I, you got to credit Bellinger. I, don't, I, don't, I think Luke said, well, I wouldn't have done anything different. And, you know, I see what he's saying because you throw a high fastball, a guy swings under it, and he's late. The theory is you throw a higher one out of the strike <laughs> zone, see if he can, you know, uh, if he'll chase it. And he threw a higher one and threw it 97, and credit Bellinger with changing his swing getting on top of it and hitting a huge home run. And then he struggled again in this, this last game uh, uh, against the Dodgers game six. So, you know, he's got a great slider. He's, he throws 97. Uh, I, I known Brian Snitker. I don't think he's going to uh, be shy about putting him back out there in that role and uh, giving him a shot. But, you know, I'm sure it's in the back of Snitker's mind, but, I don't. I don't think uh, he's going to shy away from using him the way he's been using him. Dale, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much. Well, it's going to be fun. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, uh, anytime, and uh, I think it's going to be a great series. I we'll, think. I think it will too. Thanks, we'll Dale. We're in for seven games too. Yeah, we'll, we will <laughs> <Yeah>. be. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's uh, I I I I gotta be honest, you know. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks. Take care. All right, guys. Dale Murphy, what a what a player he was. Awesome. Oof. Well, you now you were a Braves fan because the was. Braves are the Southern Braves are Southern team. Sure. And they were big re- people. Remember TBS? They were a regional team. Absolutely. Braves. That's all you could ever watch was was Braves game. If you didn't like the Braves, you <laughs> he was a good player. I Dale said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know it's. It's that is he a Hall of Famer? Is he on the borderline? I that's you know what I, I that's the question. I tried to explain this to somebody. Remember, I went off in my rant about the Veterans Committee the other day and and how I didn't like it. I, I think a guy like Dale Murphy might end up getting some consideration there. It, it, you had to. This sounds really. I know it's a real cliche. But you had to see Dale Murphy play to appreciate him. You, you you had to see him. I can't put it any other way. You had to see him swing the bat. Yeah. You ju- you had yeah. to see Dale Murphy swing the bat. Watch a game where he got four plate appearances. You had to see those plate appearances. This, it's, that's all I can say. This is what I say. I, I saw I can Dale, say. Dale a lot. The, the Hall of Fame is... For me, anyway, not the hall of really good. And Dale was a really good player. Mm. Is he a great player? He's on the fence of that, and you could understand a little bit why it's not in the Hall of Fame because oh, 
uh, of that reason. For yeah, me I anyway. can. No, listen, I can under I, I can understand why people didn't vote for him. Yeah, I I can understand. Like I'm not, but at the same time, I can understand why there are people who, just based on the eye test, consider him. To be a Hall of Famer. That's a very, and and it's it's a strange thing. If you watched baseball in the 70s, you know, late 60s through the 70s and 80s, it was just such, it was consumed differently. Every Everything was so different about the game that you, you really tended as a baseball fan and indeed as a writer, you really, really tended to let your eyes tell you a lot of things about a player. I mean, we just we didn't have access to the, to the stats you, you have now. We I, we didn't. I mean, Quite frankly, game, game, too, it was harder to watch other players if you if you were in yeah. certain regions. Yeah, exactly. You had to exactly. watch certain teams, and exactly. a lot of people watched the Braves. That's that's uh, that's, that's exact. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It, it was, um, but he's a really good player. <laughs> he's a really good player. Yeah, yeah, he was he was stunningly good. He was he was it was impossible. It was impossible not to watch. He, he really was. Guys like Dale Murphy were why the All-Star game used to be great because you never always saw those guys on TV and used to watch the All-Star game. You know, like I would subscribe to the sporting news. I'd go through all the box scores, everything like that. I'm watching the All-Star game because I want to see these guys that I've been reading about that I haven't necessarily seen. If you say Oof. Dale Murphy to any baseball fan, they know exactly who that is. Exactly. That's true. That that's Nobody that. that's a baseball fan doesn't know Dale Murphy. Like you say his name and they go, Oh yeah, I know exactly who that is. That's a really good point. Which is Yeah, you couldn't be which a, is, which which is rare sometimes for a guy who wasn't in the Hall of Fame. There you go. Right? Absolutely. It's rare for a guy who wasn't in Must the Hall of Fame right. to to uh to to have that level of recognition. And I would go even farther. I think like, I can close my eyes and see Dale Murphy right now. Yeah. I can see him swing. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh we asked the question earlier in the show, because it is game one of the World Series, who you got? Barker and I both have the Astros. I took the Astros in six. Barker took them in seven because he didn't want to take them in six because that would be I mean you already were upset that I wouldn't take the Braves. Absolutely. You wanted me to take the Braves even Absolutely. though my heart wasn't in it. Even though on sportsnet.ca, I've written an analysis of the series, which I direct your attention to, and I call the Astros in six. I, 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 would be, I would be lying if I didn't say Astros in six. Mm. Mark Boffo, our, uh, what's his title? He's our producer. Boss. Boss. And that is, 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 is someone, uh, yes, his name is Boffo. Because it's a great name, and people think that. Well, like, is it short? Are you shortening it? Rolls you know, like, tongue, like, like a hockey thing. Why don't you, you let know? him speak? Boffy, Boffer. Why don't you let him <clears throat> That's speak? That's Boffo. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, what? Now what? It's Mark. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Marcus. What? What? Uh, what? What are, what are the folks? What are the folks saying? So far, it seems like everybody. Well, I don't know if it's everybody, but the the, the text you've read, the calls we've taken, a lot of people pitching. The Braves pitching. What do you got? Well, Jeffrey, uh, I've got two more here for the Braves. Uh, I'll give you this one first from Anthony in Stratford. He says, I like the Braves in six, and I'd like to see Alex win. I think that would be awesome for baseball. Uh, Also, I think Atlanta's uh, bullpen is stronger. And also, Barker, 
please coach the Jays next year. Oh, Jesus. there's there's one. And uh, yeah, let, you know, let's let the let's let the show breathe a bit before you start taking my co-host away. All right. Okay. Fair. I mean, you know, there are. Hey, the, listen, there are radio hosts who go through co uh, who go through co-hosts like underwear. I, I'm not one of them. So don't be taking my co-host away. Here's another one. Uh, I've cheered for Dusty Baker ever since he was a former player, and uh, I know how great of a manager he is, but I cannot cheer for the cheating Astros. TJ yeah. from Barry. Get past it. Okay, that's impossible. You can't, tell, you can't, you can't tell people how to feel. Can't tell people sure how to I feel. Can. I feel sure the I same can. way. I host a radio I, show. I, I can tell people to do whatever. I can what tell them to drive listen? off the road if they want. They don't listen. I, I feel the same way. I mean, way. if I want. I feel the same way. I, I'm rooting for Dusty. Dusty, not the Astros. Dusty. I think that I think the Astros have a better lineup. I think they have more experience this time of the year. That's a huge deal for me. It is. Your better lineup, you're more experienced. That for me would just allow you to have better at bats and those things. I that's just me. But it's I can see how fans of baseball would no, go. I'd be, I'd be how right. in the world am I gonna root for that? Yeah, I can see it. I I understand it, but I think it's I think it's to borrow one of Max Scherzer's phrases. I think it's overcooked as a storyline by now. People have lost their jobs. Now I understand the players didn't, and and the smart baseball fan will know that's because the players are represented by a union, and general managers and coaches and et cetera et cetera aren't, but. The folks who oversaw the organization, and, and I do agree with you that what makes the Astros thing different is the fact that it was, it's not just one guy. It's an organizational thing. Yeah, but the, the, the folks in charge of those, that, that have been gone. Yeah, but a lot Some of, of the them players are the that game. went through that and got away with it are still doing it at a high level. But it, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Don't and, make excuses and made a for lot of Tell them like it is. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Tell them like it is. I'm There's not one making excuses. For the Blue Jays. I, I'm not making excuses. You don't excuses. think he benefited I, from that? I, of course he did. I just think, though, you. Of course he did. I, I think you move. Again, now we're going to get into the same thing we do with steroids. Now. But just, you got to move past it. The two it, are it, totally it happened, different. The two are happened, totally different. It happened. It is what it is. It was what it was. See what I did there? And it's, it's, it's time to move beyond it. It's time to move beyond it. How dare you tell me that? I feel how I feel, Jeff. <laughs> it is what it is. It is. What... <laughs> I... It was what it was. I hate I to say it. I, I think they have a longer lineup that's more experienced, and I'm rooting for the manager. Yeah, I. But I'm torn. My childhood team. I like Alex. He's a friend of the shows. But I played for Dusty. I'm a fan of Dusty. He called me up. He kept me up. He kept his word that I'm sending you down, but you and you'll be right back. And he didn't lie to me. How can you not root for that? All right. I'm on board with you. Astros in six. Astros in seven. Game one goes tonight. What are you doing? Game one goes tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. You've been listening to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.